Welcome to Victory Church Winchester, Virginia's weekly podcast. Our desire is that you will find Victory a place to call home. Please take a moment to subscribe and share. Here is this week's message from our Sunday morning worship experience. I want you to turn in your Bibles again, Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And if you want to follow along with us and uh, on the Victory Church app, you can do that as well this morning. We have some notes on there for you too. Are you there? Say amen. All right. The title of this passage is that Jesus is rejected at Nazareth. Verse 16. So he, Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus was regular in his church attendance. And he stood up uh, and read this passage. He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That word preach or proclaim or to tell or to declare. He has sent me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim. There we see proclaim or to preach, to declare liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And we're going to go to the book of Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 17. It shall come to pass in the last days, God says, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. They will preach. They will proclaim. They will speak forth. They will declare. Your young men shall uh, see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. I want to share with you this morning in our time together um, a subject from our, from our text today entitled The Statement of Freedom. The Statement of Freedom. Would you bow your heads with me and pray this morning? Father, thank you this morning, God, that you are here to, Lord, provide direction, to open your word to us, to speak to us. Lord, our ears are open and our hearts are receptive. Lord, we don't want to come into this moment without being mindful that you speak. You speak to us in individual ways, Lord, into our situation. Lord, and when you speak, you have the power to transform. You have the power to do the impossible. So, Father, open up our hearts and our minds and our lives today, Lord, that we would believe your word, receive your word, and that we would obey your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I began the beginning of this new year in 2024, as I always do in the last few years, just seeking the Lord for what he would have for us as a church, collectively and for you individually. And the Lord 
put it in my heart as I was seeking him the last few months that this year, 2024, would be a year of undeniable freedom. And I've defined freedom as you uh, search it, look it up. Uh, freedom is the ability to think, the ability or power to think, speak, and act without hindrance or restraint. And God told me not only is it going to be a year of freedom, but it's going to be a year of undeniable freedom, which means this, that is, it's observably true, right? You're going to be able to experience and see the freedom that God brings into your life. As the God of freedom, he sets us, the captive free, by breaking off barriers, burdens, weights, and chains. And he sets us free to live a life that he is calling us into, a life of freedom, of undeniable freedom and fulfillment. Freedom is a major theme of Jesus as we just read this passage today. He opens up the scroll, the very first sermon he preaches. He talks about how he has been sent to proclaim liberty, to preach, to declare liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation, is the message of Jesus. And this is our first step to, uh, of freedom, is God restoring our relationship with him. But there's another step, there's a next step, because once we give our life to Christ and we experience the freedom of having our sins forgiven, that is not the end of our story. That's not the end of our walk with God. Now God wants us to live in this supernatural realm of undeniable freedom. This is what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Pastor Sarah started off this collection of teaching talking about how confession is the starting point of freedom. Last week, I talked to you about how examination is the search for freedom and how as we first give our life, we confess our sins to God. He is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us. He restores our relationship with God that we might be free. Last week, we talked about how when we search the scriptures, that God sets us free. He enables us to live in undeniable freedom by understanding the truth of the word of God. Jesus said, you will know my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. My word is truth. Well, this week, I want to talk to you about the statement, the statement of freedom. Let's invite the God of freedom to come into this moment today, right here where we are, and set us free. If he's going to set us free, we're going to confess that we need his freedom. We're going to examine the scriptures. We're going to search the scriptures for the truth that sets us free. And today, I want to talk to you about the statement or the declaration of freedom. You see, when you are free, you have to put voice to the freedom that God has given to you. The statement of freedom, the declaration. The Declaration of Independence um, happened in se the, the year of 1776. Our founding fathers gathered together in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and they wrote a Declaration of Independence. This independence was a statement of freedom. See, they were tired of the British pushing them around, of holding them down, and of keeping them uh, from living in the freedom that they knew that they were supposed to live in and that God had called them to live in. 
And so they made this statement or this declaration of freedom. They said, we're not going to be pushed around anymore. We're not going to be held down. We're not going to be kept from becoming all that God wants us to be. You see, a declaration is not just a statement, though, of what actually is. But a declaration is a statement of what can be and what should be. You see, they weren't actually free in that moment, but they made a statement. We can be free and we will be free from our oppressors, from those that are holding us back, from those that are keeping us down. Today, we need freedom in our life. And we need to make a statement of freedom and to let our oppressors know, let the things that are keeping us back and holding us down, we will not live in bondage and in chains and shackles anymore, but we are free. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. I am free and you are free. And we're making that declaration today. And as I was preparing for what the Lord would have me to say, the Lord put on my heart that there are some of you in here today that need to make a statement of freedom. Today is the day that you need to make some declarations. In fact, when we study the Bible, we find uh, men and women of God who made bold declarations all throughout the Scripture. Statements of freedom, statements, bold declarations with their words on how they saw God's plan unfolding and how they wanted God's plan to unfold in their life. I think about David. Remember David, the shepherd boy David? And he's most known for his uh, confrontation with Goliath. David's father had sent him into the battlefield to bring uh, supplies to his brothers. And when he got there, he found that there was this confrontation taking place between the Israelites and the Philistines. And the Philistine warrior, Goliath, would come out into the valley and he would taunt the Israelites day and night. He would talk trash to them. He would, he would tell them he was going to defeat them. He would call them cowards. And David came upon the scene, and he heard this taking place. And he said, is, is there not a cause? Is there not someone who is going to make a stand for the God of Israel? So he runs out with five smooth stones and a sling in hand, and he declares, he makes this declaration. He says these words to Goliath. You come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. <laughs> and this declaration that David made not only just changed his life, but it changed the lives of everyone around him. And it set in motion a course of events that eventually he would become the king of Israel. Declarations are powerful. I think about another story in the book of Judges about a man named Gideon. Gideon was in a wine press uh, threshing wheat. And in Judges chapter 6, uh, there, was a, there was people that were living in the land that day, the Amalekites and the Midianites. I'm going to read to you in, in verse 3. And when they had come to Israel, and when Israel had sown their crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the Termites and all the other ites, and the people of the east would come up against them. They would encamp against them, and they would destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no substance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. The land was entirely devastated. The people came in, the, or their oppressors came in, and they took everything they had, and they left nothing. And so you go down and verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came 
sat underneath the terebinth tree, which was at Oprah, uh, which belonged to Joash the Azarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord came upon Gideon and said to him, The Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. I love that story because I'm sure that Gideon in that moment probably turned around and said, Who are you talking to? Because he was scared for his life. He was threshing wheat in a wine press because he knew that if they found him threshing wheat, that they were going to take everything that he had. So he was hiding and he was scared. But the angel made this declaration over his life. You are a mighty warrior. The Lord is with you. Declarations have power. The spoken word of God has power. Gideon's life was changed all because of a declaration, and your life can be changed by a declaration that comes from God. In our time together this morning, I want us to explore and consider an important principle of undeniable freedom, and this is the truth from the text today. Declarations determine your destination. Declarations determine your destination. If, you're going to want, if you want to go where God is taking you, then declaration, the spoken word of God over your life is critical. And as I study the scripture, there's a few things that declarations do. The first thing that I saw that declarations do is that they frame your future. Declarations frame your future. Your words are powerful, and when they are in alignment with God's word, they have supernatural power. The book of the book of Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11, it talks about how as the water comes down from the heaven, as it rains, and then also it evaporates and goes back up to heaven, so is, it's like his word. And his word that is sent forth from God will not return to him void. It has power to accomplish that which it is set out to do. And in the same way, your words, when they come into alignment with God's word, they have supernatural power. I want to share with you from the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, verse 21. The scripture says this, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Can you say that together with me? Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Another translation says, words kill or words give life. They are either poison or fruit. You choose. You choose. Your words are powerful. They can either speak life or they can speak death. They can speak hope into hopeless situations or they can speak de uh, desperation and defeat and discouragement and death into the same situations. Your words that are out of alignment with God's word can tear down and destroy. The declarations that you speak over yourself, the declarations that you speak over your family and your children, the declarations that you speak over your future according to the scripture are prophetic. I didn't say pathetic. Although some of y'all's words that you've been speaking over yourself, over your family, and over your future actually are pathetic. And we're coming to change that today. Come to recognize that your words have the power of life and of death. When you make a declaration of faith, you are actually calling into existence that thing that is not yet seen. Is not that what happened with Gideon? Gideon was not a mighty warrior at that moment that the angel said, the Lord is with you, mighty man of God. Gideon was not a mighty man of God at that time. 
But the angel spoke into existence by the power of God's word what was not yet seen. He hadn't led anybody. He hadn't gathered an army. He hadn't even done anything except for thresh wheat in a, in a press. That's all he had done. But the angel was calling into existence what was not yet seen. Your words have the power to frame. Your declarations have the power to frame your future. I think about David and the declaration that he made against Goliath. That declaration actually framed his future and opened up a sequence of events that changed the course of Israel's history and the course of David's history. He was speaking faith before it actually happened. Before you ever saw it, he was speaking it. In fact, the scripture tells, to, tells us this about faith in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We see the definition of faith. Now, faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not yet see. The things that we believe are going to happen, we verbalize by the power of God's word that we will see them happen. In fact, Jesus said, you could speak to a mountain and that it would have to move. Mark chapter 11, verse 23. I'm going to read it to you. Jesus was addressing his disciples about the power of faith. He said, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Notice it doesn't say he will have whatever he believes. It says he will have whatever he says. There is a voice that is attached to the faith which you believe in your heart. And that's why the scripture says, whoever believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth shall be saved. Out of the abundance of the heart, Jesus said, the mouth speaks. So you can speak to a mountain of fear. You can speak to a mountain of doubt. You can speak to a, a mountain of an uncontrollable, undeniable situation that's taking place in your life that you cannot change. And you can speak to that mountain and it has to leave. You, 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 when you declare that it has to leave, there is power in your declaration. You have to declare words of faith over it. You can frame your future with faith-filled declaration. The second thing that I notice when I look in Scripture is that declarations direct your destiny. Declarations direct your destiny. You see, David had a greater destiny than just to deliver cheese and supplies and whatever he was delivering. I, I love delivery. How many of y'all get delivery? Y'all get pizza, you know, you get delivery from, the, from your favorite restaurant. I love, I love when people deliver things to me, but that was greater than what his destiny was. His destiny was to kill Goliath. His destiny was to remove the enemies from the, the, the Israelites. And his destiny was to be the king of Israel. His destiny was greater than his experience, his current experience. And his declaration directed his destiny. I think about Gideon's, the declaration that the angel pronounced over Gideon. The Gideon, Gideon was not a mighty warrior at the time. He was nothing special. Uh, he was afraid. He was alone. He was, he, 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 he was scared to death, right? But he was a mighty man of God. That declaration came over his life. And we look at various people in the Bible. You've got Moses, you've got Joshua, you've got Esther. We can look all throughout the Bible and see the power of the declarations that were spoken over their life. You remember Peter. Peter was in, uh, with the disciples with Jesus and Jesus say, asked him a question. He said, he said, who do people say that I am? 
And they begin to talk, uh, maybe some say that you're Elijah, some say that you're Moses, but uh, maybe say that John, John the Baptist. He said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter rose up in that moment and he said, I say that you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my father in heaven. He said, once you have this revelation, then he begins to talk to Peter about who he is. And he says, I am, your, your name is going to no longer be Peter, or your, your name's no longer be Simon, which means a wind, uh, a reed blown in the wind. But now your name is going to be Peter, a rock. And he said, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. He made a declaration over his life that changed the course of history for Peter. You see, your words have power and they can direct your destiny. Don't believe me? Listen to what James said. James, the brother of Jesus, in his book, he said, look also at the ships in James chapter 3, verse 4 through 5. Look at the ships. Although they are so large and driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue. James is saying, these huge, massive ships are brought to a destination, and that, the, that destination is determined by which way the rudder turns. And that rudder, he said, is like the tongue. It's like the words that you speak. It's the declarations that you make. And the declarations that you make lead you to your destiny. They direct you to where God is taking you. you so you direct your destiny with faith-filled words. God wants you to be declaring faith over your life, over your family, and over your future. The last thing I see when I look in the scripture about declarations, and then I'm going to give you three declarations we have to make. Declarations bring you deliverance. Declarations bring you deliverance. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. The apostle Paul said, the weapons we fight, in other words, you are in a battle. You are in a conflict. You might not be aware of it. You might not want to acknowledge it, but you are in a conflict. The weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. How do we do this? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. He's saying we war against every lie. That word pretension is a lie. Every lie that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every thought to make it captive and obedience to Christ. You can actually be set free from the things that have been holding you back by the words that you declare is what, is, is what the Apostle Paul is saying. You could be set free from things that have been holding you back. You've been, you could be set free from things that have been keeping you. You could be set free from things that have been pushing you around. The declarations that you have bring deliverance to your life. A stronghold, this is what a stronghold is. It's a place where the enemy has entrenched himself in your life. A lie that you have believed, that you have taken hold of, that you've embraced instead of resisted. Things that God doesn't want for your life to be attached to you, you've held on to. Those things become strongholds. That addiction that's got you trapped. That thing in your thought life that is antagonizing you. Somebody hurt you and you can't forgive them. The enemy has entrenched himself and it has become a stronghold that you need to break free from. And your declaration can bring you deliverance. 
You know, Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we hear the word of God, we have faith to find deliverance when we declare that God's word can set me free. See, there's lies that the enemy has spoken over you. Nobody cares. You're all alone. You don't have what it takes. You'll never. You're not. These lies and these situations that we get in ourselves, you might as well give it up. The devil tells you the situation's hopeless. Your marriage is over. Your business is done. Your family and your dreams are hopeless. In those moments, you need to declare the word of God that brings deliverance. David said this in Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. He said, yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You need to begin to become like David and begin to speak words of faith and statements of freedom over your life. Just as the Lord was, has never left you nor forsaken you, and even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God is with us. You might be walking through the shadow of death this morning, and I want to encourage you today, just keep walking, just keep going, just keep moving. God has not forsaken you. God has not left you. God is with you, and he's bringing you through. He's bringing you out, and he's bringing you over. God has the ability to bring deliverance in your life. Just keep walking. You're going to get through it. See, your valley is not your finale. It's not the end of the story. But God still yet has greater things he's yet to do in your life. It may look like death. It might feel like death. It might smell like death. But I want you to know it's only a shadow. And what does a shadow mean? You remember when you were growing up and you had a nightlight. And if something got in between you and that nightlight right? It cast a big shadow upon the wall and you got scared. You got frightened. You might call for your parents. But I can, I can assure you this morning that if you go through the shadow of death, you have to realize that the presence of a shadow is only the reality of the existence of a light. Jesus is that light. Jesus is the light of the world. And he's leading and guiding us in the path that we should go as our shepherd. So, what is it this morning that you need to declare over yourself that will frame your future, that will direct your destiny, and that will bring deliverance in your life? You see, when we gather around the Word of God, when we discover the Word of God, and then we begin to speak and declare the Word of God over our situations, it brings deliverance, it brings freedom. You can declare the truth of God and be delivered from the things that hold you, from the things that keep you, from the things that are clinging to you. And I want to give you three declarations that we all need to make, and I'm going to close here with these three things. Three declarations that everyone needs to make in this room. Every follower of Jesus needs to make these. I want you to first declare freedom over your past. I want everyone to declare freedom over over your past. You are not defined by your past. The things that you have done should not be keeping you from what God has for you. Your past can be a point of reference, but not a place of residence. I'm so thankful that God redeems our past. You're not defined by your past, but you're defined what Jesus did on the cross. He set you free 
from your sin. He set you free from your past. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Anyone, no matter what you've done, if anyone is in Christ, no matter where you've gone, no matter what you've done, no matter who you've done it with, anyone can be forgiven of their past. Declare freedom over your past and move forward. Don't let your past situations Determine your future destination. Walk by faith and declare freedom from your past. The second declaration that everyone needs to make, not only declaring freedom over your past, but I want you to declare peace over your problems. Peace over your problems. How many of you know that we all got problems? We all have troubles. We all have situations that we cannot uh, do anything about seemingly, right? Jesus said this, in this world, you will have troubles. The reality is we're going to have troubles, but we can declare the peace of God into every situation over every trouble in our life. We can declare the peace of God. I'm declaring the peace of God over my workplace. I'm declaring the peace of God over my family. I'm declaring the peace of God over my future. I'm declaring the peace of God over my home. I declare the peace of God over my life and over my problems today. We need to take authority and declare that we have peace over our problems. Peace over my problems. I love it. This is a story in the Gospels where Jesus is on the boat, right? And the disciples are in the boat. This is not a luxury liner. This is not a huge boat where they're just, you know, on the cruise ship. Jesus is in the boat and Jesus is actually sleeping, y'all. And the disciples, there's this big storm that comes up and the winds and the waves are crashing upon the boat and the disciples are freaking out and they think they're going to die. I can imagine them trying to bail water in the storm and the winds and the waves. And they look back and Jesus is actually on the ship sleeping. And they go to Jesus, they wake him up and they say, Jesus, aren't you afraid we're going to die? And Jesus stood up and said, come on, guys. Like, where's your faith? He stands up on the ship and he says three words. These three words you need to speak over your life. Peace be still. Why? Because where Jesus is, there's peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Jesus declares peace over every single one of your problems. Begin to declare the peace of God over every problem in your life. So declare freedom over your past, peace over your problems, and the last thing, and it might be the most important thing that I'm going to share with you today. I want you to declare hope over your future. I want you to declare hope of your future because if the devil can steal your hope, he can crush your heart. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, he says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Another translation, I love this, says, when hope is crushed, the heart is crushed. We have to begin speaking the word of God over hopeless situations in our, in, in our life and over our future. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 says that God has great things in store for us. We can't even, no, no eye has seen it, no ear has heard it. It hasn't even entered into the heart of man, the good things that God has in store for those who love him. You need to, to, to declare Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 over your life. 
God can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us. And you know what's so crazy about that passage of Scripture is the Apostle Paul. Like he had no reason, humanly speaking, to say those words, to make that declaration of hope over his future. He was in a Roman prison cell. He was writing in chains and he said, God is able. He said, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how the situation looks. I don't know how desperate it is. But can I tell you today that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. There is hope for your future because Jesus is your hope. I would also declare Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. I would, start, I would stop saying what you can't do, what you, what you shouldn't do, what, what you'll never be able to do. Just stop. Some of us are complaining. You're giving the devil too much material. Just stop complaining, stop murmuring, stop talking about what you can't do and start talking about what God is able to do. I want you to declare Romans 8. If God be for us, who can be against us? I want you to declare Romans 8 where he goes down. He says, no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. Declare the truth of God over every situation. Declare his hope over your future. Freedom over your past. Peace over your problems and hope over your future. So as we conclude today, I want to share with you just a personal story. Like, for me, this is how I've lived this out, and this is what this means to me. My son, Anthony, um, as he's been growing up, he's had... Uh, maybe some of you recognize this, but he's had like a little speech delay. And me and my wife were like, at first, we're like, other kids in the class are talking and he's not talking. Like, what's going on? And can't understand what he's saying and this and that. And, you know, and we started allowing, you know, our fears to define what was going to happen in the future. And we just kind of came to a place where we just had to come to an agreement where we were going to speak the word of God over his life. We were going to speak the word of God over him. He's blessed. He's smart. He is able to become who God's called him to be. He can talk. So we began to pray and declare the blessings of God over his life. See, what happens, though, is if you are not careful, you'll let the fear settle in so that you'll become paralyzed, that you can't believe and have faith in God for better things in your future. You've got to replace that lie, that fear, with the Word of God. And that's what the Apostle Paul was thinking, saying, that we, we demolish every stronghold and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You have to lift up the truth over the lie and declarations statements of freedom frame your future they direct your destiny they bring deliverance and so today I want you to stand up on your feet all across this room we're going to close and we're going to end in worship today and 
there's some things that you've been holding on to, things in your past, habits. There's some lies that you've held on to and that you've believed. There's some things that you have not been willing to let go. And God is saying, today is the day. Today is the day that your oppressor must let you free. He must set you free. No more pushing you around, no more holding you back, no more keeping you from all that God has called you to live in. Today is a day of freedom. Declare the truth of God over your life because declarations determine your destinations. Let's pray. Bow your heads and close your eyes. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Our vision is that you would experience Victory Church as a place to call home. We do this by encountering God through worship, embracing community through relationship, and expanding the kingdom of God through service. Find out more about Victory at victorywinchester.com.